Are you trying to start a podcast but are struggling with the process? Well, you're in the right place now. Contact one of us at Across the Board Sports and we can help you get started through Anchor. We're looking for more podcasters and the best place to do your show is on Anchor. It is the easiest way to distribute your podcast on all major platforms and it's the most user-friendly website. Contact us and let's begin. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs. As always, I'm your host, Zach Weiss. And for a little background on today's guest, we go to this short clip right here from a game on December 8th of last season. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerron Blossom Game, former Cavaliers forward. How are you today, sir? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good, man. Can't complain. Can't complain. Can't complain. complain. Can't complain. Can't complain. Can't complain. Can't complain. My down here in Miami. Miami. Join my, my brother. brother. Oh, so, so you're in Miami. So for the how long? When were you able to get to Miami in a uh, in a timely fashion when this whole thing started? So, so when, when it started, started I, uh, I actually stayed back in like Chicago, Chicago for like two weeks, and, and then uh, obviously our season, season got canceled. Then, then I headed home like two weeks later, back to Atlanta. Hung out with the family there for about. Another two weeks, and came down here. And so it must be, I mean, I'm sure, obviously, it's not ideal to not be able to have your season right now, but I guess a nice benefit is to have nice weather in April, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Uh, my last workout down here, so that's good. It took about a solid month off. Uh, everything, like no weight training, no basketball. Uh, so it's going to be like good now. And so, obviously, I know we were talking earlier. You mentioned you had a, you had a practice today. But, Jerron, my question for you is overall, you know, how are you getting your basketball fix? You're watching some old highlights. You're practicing the windmill dunks. You, how are you getting your basketball fix? I'm sorry, say that one more time. Oh, yeah. How are you getting your basketball fix these days? Uh, well, I'm, at, I'm actually back in the gym now. So, I'm able to, to, like, work out full speed and everything, do everything I need to do. Uh, I found a gym down here where I'm able to get in there with uh, just my, my uh, trainer. So literally practicing, working on things for the summer and whatever happens with summer league and moving forward. And obviously, Jerron, the NBA has taken to to keep things brewing. They've added virtual competitions, whether it be horse or uh, NBA 2K. So <laughs> my question for you is, are any of you and your, your Windy City Bulls teammates having any virtual competitions? 2K, horse on your own baskets, trying <laughs> keep the edge. Yeah, uh, absolutely not, man. Not at all. <laughs> everybody, everybody kind of went their own way after the season, uh, which is like normal. Like everybody's kind of tired of each other at that point in the season, anyway. But uh, yeah, everybody went their own way. I still keep in contact with some of the guys, but definitely not any horse or or two K. I'm, I'm not a two K guy myself at all. So. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I had I had a horse competition with my friends on Saturday, and I went zero and four. So that's why I'm glad I'm not I'm not a player professionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, horse can always be tough, man. Depending on who you're playing with. No, you never know. Sometimes you're hitting your threes, and sometimes you just you can't hit the side of the barn that's behind your hoop. So. Uh, <laughs> not me. I don't have that problem, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Jerome, we're going to take it back to high school, and you played at, I'm going to try and pronounce this, Chattahoochee? Yes, Chattahoochee High School. So at what point, Jerome, in your playing time there, did you believe that the NBA just might be in the cards for you? Wow. Um, okay, so I was what people consider a late bloomer. So, like, I was always that kid that was, like, super athletic, but very, very raw offensively. 
Um, but like some people saw the potential there. Uh, one person in particular is my AAU coach, uh, William Steele. I met him when I was, I think, 14 or 15. And uh, once I met him, I, I played for Georgia Stars AAU program in, in Atlanta. But once I met him, uh, he kind of, you know, instilled that into my mind, like the NBA is real for me. And I guess, I mean, it, I, I can definitely say without him, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have, wouldn't, wouldn't have gotten there. Um, he believed in me since day one. We were in the gym literally every single day, like working out, working on things. Just he, he helped me develop tremendously from high school to college. And, you know, he was somebody who was very influential in my life and a big part of, you know, who I am today. So I think at that point, my, I got, I got pretty good. Like I started getting the hang of things my junior year of high school. Um, we had a pretty good team. Uh, we made it to the, I think elite eight or sweet, sweet 16. And uh, that year, uh, and I had some like all state honors. I was a nominee for like McDonald's all American. So that was like huge for me. Right. Then going into my last year, uh, actually, I'm sorry. I, uh, I, I got an offer from Clemson like uh, before my junior year started uh, and I committed. It was like my second offer. I committed early, super early. So like once that happened, things started getting getting pretty uh, intense for me as far as training and preparing for the next level. So uh, I, I kind of had an idea at that point. I'll be playing high level basketball in college. So I knew it was realistic. I just didn't know how it would happen, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And Jerron, so we, we fast forward, you're at Clemson and kind of looking at some numbers. I mean, you're in Navi Washington a little bit. Your final two years, I mean, you look, you were scoring close to 20 points a game. You've always, I know we, we watch you play, you got extreme athleticisms that helped with rebounding and rim protection. But what really started to click? You were dominating every facet of the game those last couple seasons in 2015, 2016. Uh, just having, you know, a chip on my shoulder, um, coming to work every day. My, uh, my coach, who I was very close with at Clemson, Steve Smith, he was uh, really, really big on player development with me. He had guys like KJ McDaniels, Dante Grantham, guys who were three fours who just like loved basketball, who loved to work hard. And, you know, we would be in the gym at times working out, just getting better. So I, I took this one summer before my junior year. Uh, our, our two seniors graduated the year before. We didn't have any seniors coming up that junior year for me. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can this summer, get better improve every aspect of my game, get in the weight room, get a lot stronger. And I'm going to be that guy next year. And, you know, my plan worked. You know, I played really, really well my, my junior year. Um, you know, like you say, almost 20 points a game. I'm not sure how many rebounds, but I, mean, I was very productive on the court, very, very productive. And I, I made a huge jump. And, you know, I credit that to just my work ethic and obviously uh, my coach coaches at Clemson. So just a clarification, Jerron, you averaged eight rebounds a game as a sophomore, then seven as a junior, six as a senior. But that's really solid for a, for a guy that obviously the, the center generally takes most of the rebounds. That's that's a great number. Yeah, yeah. And so keeping it on the topic of Clemson, you know, you, you mentioned you just talk about your fantastic experiences playing with like Dante Grantham, who I believe – is with the Thunder organization right now. Yeah, he, he was a two-way contract player last year with them. Last year, that's my bad. Okay. So, what was your favorite game? Do you have a specific one when you were at Clemson? I know you had a 32-point game that uh, Tevin Mack passed, I think it was this or last year. But you have a favorite game from there that you played in? Uh, probably, I would have to say my freshman year, uh, the when we upset Duke at home. Uh, I had, like, I was coming off of a crazy, uh, I had a compound fracture in my left tibia in high school and, uh, like my bone came out of my skin, nasty injury, all that. 
so it took me like a year to get back to basketball after all the rehab and during that process like the bone ended up it didn't heal properly it was considered a non-union so the doctors wanted to go back in there take bone marrow from my hip place it at the side of the break and uh about two months after that surgery two three months i was back to playing again so it took me quite quite a while a little bit over a year to get you know fully cleared and healthy to be able to play again so uh i started my freshman year playing okay i mean a little nervous here and there you know uh last last competitive basketball i played was in high school man so like uh kind of questioning myself here and there kind of questioning my legs not sure how it would hold up and you know, we get the conference play, and I remember we played uh, we played Florida State at home on a on a Thursday, and uh, they were huge. Like they were huge, man. Like they, play, they started a big lineup, and I didn't play much. Like, I got in like the last minute of the game, and like I, I didn't know how things would go. And then we had a day off on Friday and played Duke on Saturday, and Duke was ranked I think somewhere in the top fifteen or something like that with Jabari Parker, Rodney Hood, Quinn Cook, guys like that. And uh, I started that game. I'm playing really, really well. I ended up with 14 and 14. We ended up winning by double digits. The fans stormed the court. Uh, it was a great game, great experience, something I'll never forget. And kind of skipping ahead, and that's great to hear. You know, the double-double, big win against a great team. So we're going to go ahead to the 2017 NBA draft. And you had the opportunity. Or was it 2016? Do I have it wrong here? Uh, I mean, I declared 2016, uh, but I, I came out officially the 17th year. Okay, so you're the taken in the second round by the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, so Jerron, obviously, you know everyone wants that goal of being a first round pick, but right. 60 names get called every year, and you were you happen to be one of them. So tell me, what was it like actually being drafted and then walking across the big stage on draft night? Okay. Uh, uh, draft night was interesting for me, to be honest, man. Um, you know, obviously I was upset with, you know, where I got picked. Um, in the moment, I was upset about, you know, 59th pick. A lot of teams passed up on me. Uh, it's, it's a bad feeling, man. I actually, I actually went to the draft. I was in New York with my family uh, right. at, at the draft in the crowd, and I was like, literally the last player left in the, uh, in the arena when I got called. So I was just like, my head was in a whirlwind. I was upset, filled with emotions. Um, but very, very thankful San Antonio drafted me, man. It's, it's an outstanding organization. Um, but like looking back on it now, like I definitely appreciate that. Like you said, only 60 guys get drafted every year and, you know, being able to have my name called, you know, that's a huge deal for me. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, you, every kid grows up dreaming about that moment of having their name called walking across the stage and, I remember, like, right before I put my hat on, like, to cross the stage, I was just thinking, like, man, this this is what I wanted. This is this is everything. And when it happened, like, once I shook the commissioner, deputy commissioner's hand, and, and walked down the steps, it, I, I thought to myself, like, wow, like that was it. Like, it takes like ten seconds maximum. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a ten second little little situation. But uh, no, it was definitely cool, man. And my family was extremely proud of me. Uh, my AAU coach was there. Some family friends of mine and my my college coach was there. Um, you know, but no, it, was, it was a great experience, man. You know, definitely a blessing to be able to be drafted. And, uh, Jerron, growing up, did you, you know, third, fourth uh, week in every June, did you usually put on your schedule to make sure you were free to watch the NBA draft? Is that always on your activity to-do list? <laughs> no, nah, I, actually, I actually never watched the draft up until it was my year to get drafted. And that was like a thing that I – that was like a point I made, like I was never going to watch the draft until it was my year to get drafted. And now, have you watched the last couple since then, now that that's happened? Nope, still haven't, man. I mean, I, 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 keep, <laughs> I keep up with it for sure, though, like on my phone and stuff. But I, I never watch it, man. Never watch it. Okay, no, I get that. And so, 
obviously you never officially saw the court in a regular season game for the Spurs, Jerome. But my question is, what was it like being around the organization and getting to be with Greg Popovich? It was awesome, man. It was it was amazing. Uh, those guys over there, they they handled things completely different than uh, than any team in the league, man. They're they they only they only take a certain type of guy, you know, high character people, smart people, high IQ guys, guys who know the game, guys who are hungry to work out, guys who are listeners, guys who are respectable to coaches, who are co- very coachable. Um, so for them to even draft me, you know, that says a lot about you know myself and you know who I am as a person and and my values and uh, just being there was great. Uh, I spent a little bit of time in the summertime there with a lot of their guys. Uh, Tim Duncan uh, was there. Manu Ginobili obviously was still there, Tony Parker. Um, and those guys are great to me, man. Like, those guys work hard. They're great leaders. Uh, it's very, very cool just being around those guys. And, you know, I just think to myself, like, man, like, I used to grow up watching these guys on TV. Like, what am I doing here? Like, but it's, it's a good thing for sure. It's definitely a good feeling just knowing, like, all my hard work is paid off and I'm definitely heading in the right direction. But, you know, I was a little starstruck around those guys at first. But, you know, it was great, man. Coach Pop is a great dude, great coach, obviously. Um, but, you know, he's just an, he's just a regular guy. You know, once you really get down get down to it and get to talk to him and stuff, he's just a regular dude. Like, he's no different than than me or you. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, he's just a really really good basketball coach. Obviously, has great knowledge for the game. Um, obviously, well respected. Uh, but no, my my time in San Antonio and Austin was definitely great. You know, it's definitely a good stepping stone for me to get me, you know, propelled into the NBA the next season. And, Jaron, obviously, unless there were outtakes, we never saw you there. Were you ever asked to be in any of the, any of the HEB commercials? <laughs> no, no, man, not at all. No? Would you, if you were asked to kind of do that, was that something you would be interested in, or were you just going to leave that to... No, I mean, I, I, I have a big personality, man. Like, I, I don't mind doing stuff like that. I think it'll be pretty cool. Okay, so, you, so you're saying that if, for whatever reason, you know, they say, hey, Jaron, you know, we thought you'd be great for this, you'd, you'd be up for it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and so on that note, we go to your time with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I, and I, it's you know, Jaron, it's funny if I was one day away from almost seeing your first game. I was at a uh, Cavs when you guys were in Brooklyn, your first game with the team mm-hmm. uh, last December. So I just missed your debut by a couple of days. But tell me, when you actually did enter your first NBA game? with the Cavaliers and for Coach Drew, what was going through your mind and what did you hope to accomplish your first opportunity on offense, on defense, when a rebound came up, et cetera? So my first game, uh, I, I believe it was on a Wednesday, I think maybe December 2nd maybe or December right. 5th or something like that. We played, we played Golden State at home. And uh, I just remember walking to the arena, uh, like walking back to the locker room, like super excited for the game. And uh, I remember I, like, I walked by like the Warriors locker room and like, Obviously, like Steph and those guys were in there, and was like, "Man, like I like this is this is it right here." Like all the hard work, like I said, all the hard work, everything, all the sacrifices, everything that I've done, you know, led up to this moment here. Super excited, uh, ready to learn a lot from the guys, ready to learn from just everything from an NBA perspective. You know, spending some time in the G League, you know, it's completely, completely, completely different than the NBA. So, you know, I was there. Uh, the guys welcomed me with open arms. They were amazing. Uh, I love those guys for sure. Um, but, uh, we ended up playing the, uh, the game, uh, Steph went crazy that night. I remember that, uh, my first time seeing him in person too. All those guys play in person. It was, it was amazing. Uh, I didn't get in until like the last like minute or so of the game. Uh, definitely hundred percent nervous, man. Like hundred percent nervous. I, I went to training camp with, uh, 
San Antonio that year, and I played in a few games with them. And uh, it's just completely different, man. Like, the regular season game, like, intensity is different, you know. Uh, just the feeling, the vibe in the arena, just everything is completely different, man. I had butterflies the whole whole time. But it was a fun experience, man. It was great to be out there. Uh, great to get my first NBA minutes. Uh, I went scoreless, scoreless that game. Uh, but then the next night, I mean, the next following game, I think we played Sacramento. And uh, I played, like, 18 minutes that game, you know, out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. I was playing like the last like couple minutes of every quarter. Uh, it was it was fun, man. It was I was actually sh- I was I was I was so surprised that Coach Drew called my name to go in at the end of the first quarter, but uh, you know he put me in, he trusted me, uh, kept kept rolling with me, and you know it was fun. I got my first uh, NBA points that game, actually toward the end of the game, and uh, a few of the guys congratulated me, and you know ever since that moment, you know things you know went up from there. I believe the next game we played Washington at home and. I ended up starting that game and I ended up was like six and six. I had some pretty cool dunks and uh, it was a great experience, man. It was a great, great experience to say the least. And so obviously uh, there, there are a ton of differences between the G League and the NBA. But Jerome, my question for you is, you know, obviously you know, I read a couple of your interviews. You look and uh, resources are going to be different. It's bus versus plane type of food, et cetera, whatever you have. But what would you say for you, at least, was the biggest out of everything difference from suiting up with the Canton Charge and the Cleveland Cavs? Hmm. Um, I mean, there, there are so many things, man. Like, it's literally like, if you see it up close, you'll understand, man. Like, the G League is obviously getting better with facilities and all that and resources and everything. But, like, the NBA is, is where everybody wants to go. I mean, it's all, it's all beautiful. It's glamorous. Everybody loves the lifestyle and all that. But, you know, it's really hard to pick one thing, I would say. Um, the facility, obviously, that we used in, in Canton, you know, obviously, it was like a little rec center. Uh, we had two, two goals. Uh, we had, like, a little cold tub inside one of the showers. So it's not it's not what you get in the NBA. You got to make the most of it, obviously, when you're down there. But you know, when you're up in the NBA, you got treatment, you got um, you got cold tubs, hot tubs, um, trainers, obviously there to help you out with whatever you need. Uh, unbelievable weight room. You got the the kitchen where you can come in and get meals two two three times a day. Uh, nutritionist, all that stuff is on hand. So you literally have everything you need as a professional athlete at the facility uh, when you're in the NBA. And you know, obviously going down to play in Canton, you know, you don't have those same resources. So, you know, it, it was hard in, in that aspect. But at the end of the day, I think being a professional and understand how to, like, take care of your business and show up every day to work, you know, you, you figure out ways to adapt. You figure out ways to adapt. And, and uh, that's just what I had to do. And, John, you mentioned uh, the opportunity when you made your first start. And so uh, taking a look, you had started uh, a few games last mm-hmm. season. But, you know, I started with the clip of you being announced in that uh, – the start so my question is what went through your head uh your first home game when Ahmad Crump announces you for the first time as a Cleveland Cavalier starter in the National Basketball Association it was crazy man I think I found if I can remember correctly I think I found out uh in shoot around that day I believe and um yeah I think it was a shoot around and uh, I remember I texted like my family and all that told them all started and they like they didn't believe me at first they were <laughs> But, uh, yeah, everybody was super excited for me. Obviously, I was very excited to go out there and, you know, start my first NBA game because, you know, not many people get to do that in their lifetime. You know, start an NBA game, you know, start at the highest level. And to be able to go out there and do that and, you know, play, you know, it was amazing, man. I, it's just a real feeling. It's something I can't really explain with words. 
And so you had some really solid performances looking here. You had a 15 point outing in a game against Charlotte. You had a double double against the Bucks, who had the best record in the league that year. And I don't think, right, Della Vadova, I think, had not yet rejoined you guys yet, right? I think it was still in transition. Or did he play? Delhi no, Delhi was there in um well what do you mean that the Milwaukee game or just in general? Yeah, in Milwaukee. Did he play that day on the tenth? Yeah, he did. He did. He did. he did. Okay. So my question is for you then. You look at that game, we had a double double, you had another game with fifteen, you had a couple double digit rebound games, you had a two block effort, which I'm sure you remember well against the Trailblazers in January. But what was your favorite game if you had to pick one as a Cavalier? Uh I mean easily I would say the game in Charlotte, my uh, career high. Uh Played the best game of my life in front of my family, in front of my friends. A lot of my people from Clemson obviously drove up because it's you know North Carolina, South Carolina are pretty close to each other, so they all they were all there for that game. Um, and it was like one of my games. It was like one of my I guess like first eight or ten games somewhere that with the team. So a lot of the guys were really happy for me. Um, but that after that game, you know, I really felt like I was really getting acclimated with the guys, and the guys started to trust me and believe in me and. You know, that was kind of the game that, you know, kind of made me feel, you know, pretty, pretty comfortable with everything. And do you still keep in touch with a lot of the guys, Jerron, that you played with in Cleveland last season? Uh, I talked to Colin a lot. Man, so me, me and Colin are pretty close. I knew Colin actually before, uh, even before we were teammates in Cleveland. Um, we used to work out together in Atlanta uh, back when he was in high school. And then obviously he went to the Nike Skills Academy, I think in 16, 2016. I, and we were both there at the same time. Um, but yeah. Keep in contact with Colin. Uh, talked to Big Z, actually, I think two days ago. Okay. Um, yeah, those guys are amazing, though, man. Those are like the best teammates I've ever had in my life. And, you know, I'm very appreciative of them. And obviously, you know, it was a great opportunity for you to play with the Cavs last season. So after getting a taste, you know, you played 27 games there. Obviously, the goal is going to be to get back to the league. But ideally right. for you, what would have to happen for you to to make the most of your basketball career? What do you think you would have to do? And what scenario do you kind of see yourself in for that being the case? Uh, well, I mean, the, the main goal, obviously, is getting back to the NBA. You know, I, I believe I'm an NBA player. You know, I've shown that. Uh, I've shown I can play at the highest level and compete with those guys. So just getting back to the NBA. Having a, a long, healthy career, you know, I've dealt with some injuries early in my career. Just want to, you know, maintain being healthy and playing at playing at the highest level and being the best version of myself I can be. Um, and you know, once and whenever it's all said and done, you know, I, I can only be happy with myself if I gave it everything I got and did things the right way, which I'm doing. So, you know, I'm on, I'm on the right track. And just bringing it back to the Cavs and our final questions here for you, Jerron. Are you – obviously it's hard because you're in the league and I'm sure that you've actually – and you play against the Chargers, so you might be playing against some of the guys on the Cavs. But when you actually sit – if you ever have time to watch basketball, are you sitting and rooting for the Cavs? Or is it kind of hard because you're still in the league and it's just uh, – No, I, I definitely keep up with them still because, I mean, those – I mean, man, those guys are really, really good to me. You know, Tristan, Kevin, Jordan Clarkson, when he was there, like, those guys are really good dudes. And, you know, I'm always going to root for those guys no matter what. So, it, it doesn't make it hard to root for those guys. And last last question for you, Jerron. If, if let's just say the Cavaliers had an opportunity and you had to play horse with Kevin Porter for number four, how do you think you do? <laughs> I think I would win, man. I'm a very confident person. Very confident. All right. So, the challenge is out there. <laughs> <laughs> But, Jerron, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure chatting today. I appreciate your time and look forward to continuing to follow your basketball journey. You're still just 26. Obviously, I'm only a couple years older than myself. So, you know, the journey is just beginning. I look forward to seeing what the next step is. 
I appreciate it, man. And thank you for having me also. Absolutely. So that is Jerron Blossom who spent last season with the Cleveland Cavaliers, now a member of the Windy City Bulls. I am Zach West, host of Across the Cavs, and we will catch you next time. Date to be.